0: It's about that time. Let's go. Uh, uh. Welcome
1: to the clubhouse. This is Bella's weekly digest. Every Wednesday, make sure that the time's set. Everything blockchain news on the day to day. Bella's here to tell you, Shirley, take it away. Welcome back to our weekly clubhouse stream. I am Sir Levalgan. COO at VELAS, and on behalf of our team, welcome to the VELAS weekly blockchain digest. As always, I am joined by my co host Delphine Forma, who is the chief compliance officer at TAL, board member of the OpenWASP Association, and a prominent voice in the global blockchain ecosystem. Thank you for joining, Delphine. Uh, I'm extremely excited by our topic and special guest tonight, as uh, being active in crypto space myself a little over four years, there have been some days I'm thinking, that's it, I quit. I would be thinking, is it actually worth the nerves and hassle after continuous confront- confrontation of scammers where it didn't end up very fortunate? And I learned I can say I learned the hard way as there were some financial losses and these experiences, of course, provided provided me with a very thick fraud filter and with the principle to trust no one in the crypto space <laughs> and also to follow a bunch of verification steps when it comes to exchange and marketing partnerships and so on. I could I could ni- name so many examples and probably write a book about it, but let's hear more about it today. From our guest, Markus Mehler, who is a lead cryptocurrency investigator at Zurich Cantonal Police Cybercrime Department, and he is also a cryptocurrency enthusiast himself and a nature lover.
0: Thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks for inviting me.
0: Well, Thank you, Shirley and Marcus. We, as Shirley said, we are so excited to have you. Uh, For those of you who didn't know, uh, we organized an event around crypto crime with Marcus and his team. It was back in January 2020 and Marcus is just amazing, gives some really cool examples. I'm super excited. Um, So Marcus, as a specialist in crypto crime investigation, will you be able to tell us more about what are the latest trends in this regard? and what are criminals up to those days? And do you have any cool examples? I'm sure you do, so please, Marcus.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot uh, for the introduction as well. Uh, Yeah, where to start? Um, First of all, I want to say the feeling. Surely I share it. Um, That's it, I quit. I'm (laughs) thinking that on a monthly basis, probably because it doesn't stop. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, important to say in the beginning is uh, that I'm here as a private person, so... um, All the opinions you hear here are my personal opinions, but but nonetheless, my work puts me in a a unique position. So I have inside knowledge of what is going on and especially what is going wrong at the moment. And I'm very happy to share. So people um, are aware about those uh, things. So what's hot at the moment? So um, yeah, the latest chorus rallies uh, play an important role in that, Uh, at least for those types of crimes that are facilitated by high prices. Uh, those are usually ones where the criminals um, awaken greed in the victims uh, because people tend to have a lot of FOMO during curse rallies. And uh, yeah, the criminals, they shamelessly uh, exploit that. This results in uh, all kinds of scams, um, actually a great number of scams um, at the moment. And they're even combined um, with uh, relatively high amounts of money lost per case. So um, it's, uh, it's mostly investment scams at the moment but also in combination with romance scams. So uh, it's because people are feeling lonelier than ever uh, during the pandemic. And therefore, internet love is uh, more appealing than before. And uh, the criminals tend to combine um, romance with investment scams because, uh, yeah, um, it's a lot more credible if you um, get to know the latest investment tip by someone we love. And then the victims get ripped off twice. And uh, that's not the end of it because after the investment scams, they even provide you with services that claim to help you get your lost money back. So as you can imagine, you get ripped off again, so uh, tr- uh, three times. Um, but there's actually a pretty uh, simple rule for that. And it's just, um, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Marcus. Uh, This It's actually really true, I think. Like, uh, it's fair point. Like, But I think it's a shame, you know, that people are abusing of the loneliness of other people. Human scam Mm -hmm. is just so bad, right? just like, you're just like, really? Come on, people. But well. um, they play play
2: with the human emotions.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: The price rally brings on more and more beginners who just uh, heard about it and then they get into products which are decentralized. And I think this is very dangerous because they haven't done their homework and then it's extremely easy with decentralized products to uh, be uh, victims of uh, scammers. It's, it's much easier than with centralized products because uh, Velas products are all decentralized. And there are there are cases where people ask for help in our community group, and the scammers, they exactly um, like um, observe who who is in need of help, who might seem beginner, and then they approach them, impersonate a team member. And this is how where these people share their seed phrases, like they give everything. And they even mm. give them this even send them funds to help to to let the scammers help them out. and and this is like that's it,
2: yeah, very true, very true. It's uh, much easier to scam a beginner than uh, yeah, than someone who knows
1: <laughs> yeah so who
2: knows how how you have to uh, what you have to watch out for yeah
1: yeah, so for beginners, it's definitely better to start with centralized services because they are more secured,
2: yeah, yeah. And, and do your own research in the beginning. <laughs> Don't rush it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like crypto is just like people just think like they can invest in anything. But i mean, like investing in crypto and crypto projects is the same as investing in traditional financial invest projects, Right? you first make your research and you make and with crypto, you even I think we should even do more research because it's more, I mean, it's more volatile as there's not much uh, regulation around it. So, uh, but apart from the scam, Marcus, you know, I'm a financial crime specialist. So is there anything else that's a little bit more fancy, some drug trafficking, money laundering scheme using crypto something like that at the moment?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> money laundering is pretty much everywhere. And uh, yeah, there's, there's also lots of other stuff. I mean, we're still fighting with uh, fake sextortions. So I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's about email campaigns uh, where the criminals download passwords from from the data leaks you find all over the internet. And then they use them to send around emails claiming um, you have been on a porn site, uh, which of course is true for, for a lot of people. And then they further say that they infected your computer and then they recorded you masturbating, uh, which is also true for a lot of people. And then they also claim to know your passwords, uh, which is of course true because they send you one of your passwords. Uh, And then yeah, they say they are going to publish the videos and pictures on social media and yeah, of course it's it's all a lie. And uh, if anyone hearing here, uh, please don't pay. (laughs) And uh, then there's also a lot of ransomware attacks. I mean, they don't have a lot of crypto relation um, on their own, but the ransom, it is usually demanded in cryptocurrency um, as well. And uh, yeah, as you can imagine. Those funds they get uh, laundered um, in the process, then. Uh, so there's money laundering there uh, for sure. And then um, you ask for something more fancy. Uh, what we've seen lately is uh, more fake apps. So um, yeah, you download um, a wallet app or something like that from the Google Play Store, and then it asks you to Im- uh, to input your seed, and then your coins are gone. So um, the so bottom these line are there. are
1: available even on official yeah. Apple Store. Yeah. And Google. Yeah. I Google mean. Store.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, yes.
1: <laughs> this is wow. I've not heard about it because I know there yeah. are a lot of websites which uh, uh, look exactly outstanding to the original wallet mm-hmm. websites, and then mm-hmm. they have the option to enter your seed phrase, and then it goes to to scammers. But um, I mean, we have a wallet on. Which is like online, offline, and mobile. Mm-hmm. So how can we, as official wallet provider, protect ourselves?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a good point. Yeah, um, usually you think that you're safe when you download from the original app store um, of your of your ecosystem, and and uh, I mean that's. Usually true. I mean, it's a lot more secure than if you just download something uh, of the internet, <laughs> which uh, screams uh, scam uh, very, very loudly. But I mean, there's uh, may sometimes I mean, especially on the Google App Store, they don't um, have they don't look at the apps um
1: their due diligence uh, In is depth, not so like they do on the it. iOS
2: store, for example, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe there's uh, apps that sounds somewhat similar to uh, to the uh, official app, but it's not quite the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know that there have pretty strict uh, like verification procedure to get your app out there, but mm-hmm. I guess um, there are ways.
2: There are okay. always the loopholes, and uh, unfortunately, yes. But, I mean, I, don't see, I also don't see any reason to input your seed in a, in a mobile app. I mean, just make a new wallet there and uh, leave your, your major funds where you have them.
1: <laughs> well, it's, in certain cases, it is necessary to, uh, if you want to restore... If you want to restore an existing wallet, you have to mm-hmm. put your seed phrase in. But actually, that's a good point. You can just create yeah, but a then new you one. don't
2: use a mobile app, and then you lose use mm. your um, cold wallet uh, desktop app, something like Electrum or something like that. So you're you're safer there. I wouldn't do that on an, on a mobile phone, mm-hmm. and especially not on some shiny new uh, mobile app I haven't uh, heard of yet. So just use the old ones that have been around for years and uh, download them. From the sources uh, where you can check uh, that they're legitimate, and then you should be fine.
0: Yes, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. So I would be curious you know, you give us like a few examples of things that are going on in the market. I mean, what would you say to the victim of crypto scam or food or, or crime? Why is the thing that they should do? Like, let's say, I don't know, I've been, let's say, tomorrow I'm victim of from a romance scam, so some guy trying to impersonate himself, and he says someone else, and then, you know, I'm stupid, and i fall in love with the guy, and then he asks me to send him Bitcoin, and I'm like, here you go, here, you take all my Bitcoin. So what, what should you, we do in this kind of uh, case?
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, usually it doesn't start with Bitcoin, it starts with, with other things to, to gain to gain your trust, um, for example, I've seen uh, cases where they provide you with the e-banking logging of their um, of their fiat accounts. I mean, of course, it's all it's all fake, but uh, it looks very legitimate. They claim something like, "Um, yeah, I'm I'm here and there, and I have internet problems and I cannot access my accounts. Can you please log in and make a payment for me?" And then the the victims they log in and they find like two million dollars uh, in uh, uh, in fiat on there, and um, of course, then yeah, trust is is much more easy, and then then it goes it goes on like um, oh now my account got blocked because you accessed it from Switzerland, and uh, my bank, which is in let's say Scotland, um, realized that uh, there was a, an access from from outside, and now my account is blocked, and I have problems. I can only do the payment in Bitcoin. Can you please go and? Uh, uh, to the next Bitcoin ATM and uh, yeah, buy uh, five thousand Swiss francs in Bitcoin or something like that and send them to me.
0: And um, the thing is, like, let, let's say you're not stupid enough and you don't send the money, and then you will go to the police and we re- and report it. Maybe I don't know, for using an online form or going to your local police. But you on the, your side of the police, let's say, you know, um. You, you, I haven't done any money, but still I noticed that this guy is a scammer and he's trying to scam people and get money out of it. And I will come to you, to the police and tell you that, and, you know, give you some screenshots and stuff like that. Would you do something or would you just not do anything?
2: I mean, what, what we can do there, of course, is uh, we, we try to block all the accounts they they're using. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that... Um, there's not much more to do if there hasn't been any damage done yet because okay. we have so many other cases um, where you have to use your resources uh, yeah, much more wisely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand. So you, you won't try to, you know, like send him a text and tell him that you're, say, crime police and then you're going to arrest him or something like that, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're not scared of us
0: <laughs> oh, that's a shame
1: <laughs> actually i'm interested in in how many cases such um, like let's say you catch the uh, scammer on exchange their exchange account will be blocked initially then this victim uh, reports to you uh in such cases do people get their funds back
2: yeah i mean if, if the if you manage to get the funds blocked then of course, but uh, usually they uh, they don't go and report it uh, just when it happened because they are embarrassed and they wait a few weeks and and then of course the money is gone. But if you manage to block it, you can uh, you can uh, get it back. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's,
1: that's very that's giving hope. Yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, of course, it depends on uh, what exchange it is on. It has to be some exchange uh, that is compliant uh, with the rules. But uh, I mean, more and more of them are are uh, doing so. So it's it's getting easier for us, actually.
0: That's good. That's a good news. So, so what would um, you require for me, if I go to the police station, what kind of information would you need uh, a big team to give us in order to uh, start an investigation?
2: Yeah, I mean, basically, it's just um, as much evidence as, as you can uh, bring with you, of course. Um about um, identifiers of the the people that talk to you, email addresses and account names, uh, uh, things like that. Um, Then of course, if you lose coins, then you have to prepare to prove your actual ownership of the wallet, um, the wallet they uh, went missing from. And also you have to be um, very specific about which addresses belong to you and which belong to the criminals and uh, what transactions from your wallet were uh, now um, fraudulent or or not because if you if you don't manage to do that then it's, it's just hard to investigate if you don't know um which is uh, bad and which is good <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that that makes that makes sense. So when you say you need to prove ownership, like, how oh, would I do that? Uh, let's say you know, I'm a co- I, I mean, I know how to do that, but I'm a complete beginner. You know, I'm big on a scan, and you're like, prove me your ownership on the first way and I'm like, how oh, do I do that? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's uh, if you come to report uh, to uh, to the Zurich Canton Police, I mean, uh, you can bring pretty much anything. I mean. Uh, the easiest thing to do is, um, if you lost your money from from your wallet, then you probably don't want to use it uh, any longer anymore. Uh, so if it's already empty, you can simply hand over the seed, and then I can go and check for myself, uh, I can uh, restore it and uh, see all the transactions. Or um, if it's if it's hard for you to uh, to find your seed, you can also demonstrate your ability to access the wallet to me. Uh, you could sign a message with the private key, but probably as a beginner, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of possibilities, but the, the seed one and the, the login one are probably the, the easiest ones. But that's just one part of the story. So um that just proves that you can access the wallet. Uh, you have to uh, additionally prove that you also had the right to access that wallet. So uh, meaning that you acquired those coins rightfully. So you would have to provide a uh, full paper trail um, where you, uh, yeah, where you just uh, prove that you also bought these coins, <laughs> or mined these coins, or whatever you did.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Thank you for this insight. It's very useful, you yes, know, for our you. listener. If you have any problem, you know, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Marcus, let's talk about crypto and.
1: As a weekly tradition, we speculate with each new guest about the price forecast by end of 2021. Currently, with Bitcoin continuously trying to take the $60,000 mark in the past weeks, are you a happy man or are you more into altcoins?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course, I'm happy. I always uh, try to stay happy regardless of the Bitcoin price. And uh, yeah, at this point, um, I still think it unwise uh, to have more crypto that you could afford to lose. Uh, But in the long run, I'm I'm bullish. I mean, I'm uh, I'm a crypto enthusiast. And I think that if you believe in the system uh, of cryptocurrencies, then fiat exchange rate uh, should stop to play such an important role. It shouldn't matter to you how many dollars or Swiss francs you would get for uh, for a Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, also, as I said in the beginning, uh, more than happy uh, the prices right now just make me uh, busy.
1: And it will go busier and busier.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yes. You know, like for me, I, I do think, like, I haven't changed my, uh, my stance. You know, I'm doing that before the end of the year, we're going to reach the 100K, right, Charlie? This is, um, yes. I guess. <laughs> that's uh, yeah just paypal news
2: i mean the prices (laughs) are going up
0: probably yeah yeah Yeah, every day there is like some some news like like i think like uh, today there was an article with goldman sachs trying to provide crypto services to their very wealthy clients like every day there is something new they're driving every day yeah yeah Yeah. so actually i came across
1: uh, arc invest ceo kathy wood's most recent statements about bitcoin and her quote reads one trillion market cap is nothing compared to where this will ultimately be. And do you think similarly to Cathy that Bitcoin's trillion dollar valuation is nowhere close to where it might be in the near future?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't have my crystal ball with me at the moment, but mm, yeah, my stomach tells me it should be true. I just say uh, fiat money printing machine and brrr. <laughs> <gasps>
0: Yes, indeed. I mean, I, I agree with that and I agree with that. I think there is still a significant, like, growth potential. And I do think it's just the beginning of the road towards the mass adoption and it's going to be quite a big market in the next few years. Uh,
1: let's see if anyone from our audience would be interested in talking about uh, the previously mentioned topics. Uh, you're all welcome to weigh in and raise your hand, and I will give you a speaking right. <laughs> so, anyone in the audience uh, will feel free any anytime to raise your hand. Right now, no one is raising their hand. So, Delphine,
0: you okay. can go on. Yeah, I mean, like, so there's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, I recently came across an essay by a guy called David Hoffman called the Digital Culture Revolution, which I find like quite spot on. Is, uh you can listen to a summary of that from, uh, it's a podcast on CoinDesk and it was on Sunday. And I, I will also recommend you guys have a read through it. I find it really interesting. But basically, uh, as this guy, David Hoffman, explains that um, younger generation and especially millennium and generation Z they do not recognize themselves in current institutions. They feel helpless with everything that is happening. They are not positive at all towards the future and about what is their future in this society. And um, they have to make huge compromise, uh, like living with their parents, where they're more than 30, that, that our previous generation were not making. And what he's saying is like, that the vibrant crypto culture is actually bringing a solution to that because it enables individuals to create um, to create and like to, to move forward and like be creative in a different form of environment and create their own culture, rather than just working. And funny, it like really interesting. It's a bit cheesy, but when I listened to it, it really touched me. I was like, yeah, this is so true. You're so right. So what is your opinion, Shirley and, and Marcus on that?
1: Yeah, I think there is truth in almost everything these points touch upon. And it's quite mesmerizing to imagine where this industry, industry will go, how it will develop. And I believe that we are just beginning to understand the true potential of DeFi, for example. And uh, existing society structures, of course, are there to protect their existing uh, methods of operations. But this doesn't mean that the disruption is not going to happen. So. We already actually see it's happening all over the world and we we might see the largest shift in the wealth distribution this world has ever known. Uh, Markus, what do you think?
2: Yeah, um, those are are all interesting perspectives. I mean, I personally don't share uh, this inherently negative view of the status quo. There sure is room for massive improvement, more equal opportunities, for example. Uh, And I'm also very excited about what we can all do with the new technological uh, technological possibilities at hand um, for example nfts um, i probably wouldn't have ever thought about myself um, and now it's already starting to be normal and, and people find such cool and creative ways to use it so um, i'm i'm really excited uh, what they what they do uh, with all the with all the tools they get
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm the same. I'm like super excited by the, by this space. I think, like, you know, I mean, we talked about NFT a few weeks ago, and we always talk about NFTs during our chat yeah. recently. I mean, I mean, the potential is just so big. You know, there's so many different things you can do, and it all goes with also this st- situation where we're going to go more digital, and we are really, like trying to empower individuals with DeFi, as you mentioned, Shirley. Um, I also come across another interesting article there was a few things to read this week my god I've been busy uh, and uh, this article was talking about the way our industry is being shaped by non corporate folks and non you know financial people and uh, in fact in this article from Condes I talk about all the big wins in crypto are going to come from the punks, the hippies the contrarians like you know all those people and also from the geek, like if you want to, they were saying like, if you, if you want to find something like a little diamond within the crypto industry, follow what the geeks are doing and not do not follow what big corporates are doing. Um, and also, you know, there is like uh, the DAO, Distributed Autonomous Organization, all sort of liquidity pools and other interesting developments in DeFi space, which is like so, cool and crazy what is happening there, and all points towards a peculiar future for, for crypto and our society in general. What do you think about all those new developments, Marcus?
2: Yeah, it, it goes a bit in the same direction as the, as the last one. Um, it feels a bit like uh, the wild wild west um, at the moment. And uh, like with any new technology, I think the ones Believing in it are probably not, uh, is probably not your standard corporate person, but rather the nerds. And I don't mean this in a, in a negative way, I mean it in a positive way, uh, because I consider myself to be a nerd as well. Um, and I'm wondering um, if we're not already past the first mover phase, or at least at the end of it, uh, what do you think?
0: You think we we're already get, uh, at the end of the phase and starting a new one? Yeah, true. yeah, I mean, the,
2: the big institutions are, are getting in the field yeah. and uh, I mean it's, yeah. it's starting to You're... change a bit. I mean, <laughs> me
1: and Delphine are in this space, like, full-time working for last four years or so. So yeah. we're yeah. the wrong people to ask <laughs> from because we're just living in this bubble. And for us, it's already, like, super established. It's only mm, yeah. going on. Yeah, it's just like keeping growing and getting...
0: And we see it, like, going mainstream, right? It's just so cool, like, some stuff, like, that was happening, like, two years ago. We were, like, super underground and now it's, like, all in the open. It's just, like, really cool to see it going that way. Uh, But there is probably... But there is actually a lot of other stuff going on that are still a little bit underground, right? So let's see what's (laughs) going to happen. I'm very excited about all that, as usual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In other news... um... Elon Musk has recently announced that you can buy Tesla with your bitcoins, which is amazing. No, uh, but there are two sides. Um, this is the next step in mass adoption. It's good, but um, uh, they have so-called lemon laws in U.S. Uh, so, in short, if your if your fifty thousand dollar Tesla is a dude, and your state's lemon law entitles you to a refund or buyback. Tesla says it will pay you back in one of the two ways, so it will either return the exact amount of Bitcoins from the time of purchase or it will pay back the $50,000 in cash, so to say. So it reserves uh, the right to choose which uh, way they refund. Is it Bitcoin or dollars? Um, Delphine, Marcus, would you buy a Tesla
0: with your Bitcoin? Of course, no, Charlize. This is just a <laughs> complete rip you know. When 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 you, when we talked about this lemon law, then I went to make some research from a legal point of view, and then I was looking at what Tesla was saying. saying. I was like, no, thank you. I am not going to buy a Tesla with Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Uh, but maybe, you know what, maybe I will buy uh, Elon Musk NFTs, you know. <laughs> and, you know, he recently tweeted that, don't defy, defy. <laughs> curious to see what would happen there. I mean, like, Aaron is surprising me every day, you know, he's just more crazy and crazy on that space. So, I mean, Marcus, what's, what's your um,
2: opinion? I think it sounds like a pretty good deal, at least for Tesla. So <laughs> I'm with Delphine here. I say no, thank you.
1: Same. <laughs> but it's a very clever move from Tesla. Like, I see what they're doing there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't think people would actually really read through the term of, of condition of paying with Bitcoin, right? So, Bitcoin yeah, for sure. Bitcoin. It's in a
1: super small, small font
0: <laughs> somewhere in the. Of course, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I really want to hear, uh, Marcus, your opinion on the next piece of news. So, chain analysis raises $100 million, underscoring surging demand for blockchain surveillance. The compliance-minded crypto data firm is now valued at $2 billion after a Series T raise from Paradigm, Ribbit and others. Uh, Markus, what are your thoughts on this?
2: So, yeah, that's really, really huge. And and I would say uh, that the very, very generous funding shows basically two things. Uh, First, uh, the combination of the technology we have and uh, AML and KYC we um, have in place. It seems to generate a market need for such tracing solutions. That's the first thing, and uh, yeah, the second thing, the seems to uh, be doing a pretty good job.
0: Ah uh, yes, indeed, I agree with you, Marcus. I mean, like as you know, a compliance officer, I've been using analyses in the past. Uh, I've actually helped them to build up the tools. So. Um, Um, I think they are doing a great job, but also they have a really good product. The only problem is that it's in the US, so that's not so cool Uh, from a compliance point of view when you have an exchange in Switzerland. Um, But also, i mean, like, they're raising so much money because it's a very, very useful tool from a compliance point of view because it will allow you to screen all your transactions and risk great transaction, risk great wallet everything is transparent so you can see the full flow of the phone on the blockchain is amazing from a compliance point of view crypto is the best invention ever you can see everything and generally is as other uh, blockchain investigation tool what they do is they allow you they will name cluster of address so instead of just seeing like where the funds are coming and where they are going you may also see that oh okay you you won't have to use like a blockchain explorer for each, each transaction. You will see oh it's coming from exchange A and it's going to exchange B. Oh oh my God! This is going from this is coming from a ransomware. This is coming uh, from a darknet marketplace. So it's from a compliance point of view. Like I do not understand why all crypto businesses are not using that. This is awesome. I really like it. Um... So I see there's going to be a lot of positive development on that side. You know, it's um, time like people really find like, I mean, like the possibilities using this tool are just amazing. So it brings me to, you guys know, my favorite topic, the regulation news of the week. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I know you're excited, Charlie. You love it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had um, a couple of ones this week. I was actually busy. The regulators have been busy. Uh, but the first one was um, there is a civil liberties group called uh, Calls on FinCEN's crypto wallet rule. It's, they say it's unconstitutional. So the non-profit organization uh, filed comments on Monday objecting to a rule by FinCEN claiming it represents a radical extension of financial surveillance of innocent Americans. So I think They go a bit far, but I would agree with them because um, basically it's a rule that Fitzen has tried to implement, I mean, suggest end of last year, they try to pass it and give like a very little time to crypto business to contest it. And then obviously they give it more time because it was not constitutional from this point of view, but it uh, it will be reporting crypto transaction uh, to regulate uh, reporting everything, and as we have seen in the past, you know, I mean, FinCEN database is not very secure. I think there have been like a big uh, data leak on that, so not so good, and it's nice that, you know, there is actually uh, organizations that are contesting it so loudly, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, next one on India, you know, guys, I mean, weekly yeah. indian news of yeah. banning crypto <laughs> so it's keeping going you know we always have something going on there so it's a oh, it time <laughs> and i'm not sure you were waiting for it right oh yeah
1: <laughs> or nigeria but to, oh. to the, this week we don't have anything from nigeria
0: so how, what are the indians doing again so apparently the millennials so Again, um, this is about the millennium generation. It's a fancy topic today. Uh, they seem to be very, very interesting in uh, Bitcoin and uh, they keep wants to buy it. Uh, but, you know, in India, they want to have a crypto ban, right? Uh, so this is kind of like the regulators saying like, oh, we don't want to have any crypto. But the youngest generation are still excited about it and are still buying it, and uh, which is, I think, quite good. Um, Another one, we have the U.S. government, we suing a decentralized content platform uh, called LBRY, over 11 uh, million in token sales. So this, the Security um, Commission says that the LBRY sold unregistered security, where well, the classic U.S., you know, they do that once in a while. They are quite active in looking at projects, so be careful if you do anything in the U.S. Uh, By the way, I'm not providing any financial advice or neither legal advice, right? Um, Then we add Dubai Financial Service Authority that is seeking feedback on a new security token regulation. I was actually quite surprised to see that this morning. And they give uh, the industry 30 days to comment it. Let's see what's going to happen there. Uh, we will use U.S. of China in the news, and um, the China Digital Yuan will be back up to Alipay WeChat uh, aside the PBOC. In order to support retail payment systems, the central bank has to step up uh, its own Digital Yuan. And then, last but not least, the UK FCA, Financial Conduct Authority, has published uh, today, actually, a new policy statement uh, that includes crypto companies on the list of businesses that are required to submit a financial crime report. So basically, when you are reporting an entity to the FCA, every year you need to send them um, a report about, you know, financial crime, about um, everything you have in place to fight it, what you've been observing, and so on and so forth. So no crypto companies are going to be into there. And I guess FCA is going to be very busy because apparently this will jump the reporting entity to 7,000, from 2,000 to 7,000. It's quite a big jump. FCA is already very busy. I don't know if they're going to cope up with that. Let's see. So Shirley and Mark, Marcus- we do you have any uh, opinion on those items, good, bad, ugly, funny? What do you think?
2: Yeah, now I know why it's Shirley's favorite, this part. that was massive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, ex- I'm absolutely no expert in those topics. But uh, if I hear the news about uh, the India crypto ban, um, I mean, that sure is ugly. That can't be the solution. And uh, it reminds me uh, of the various gold bans we've had in history in them. I'm wondering what, how they will do it. How do, you, what do you think, Shirley? Oh
1: yeah, I've heard about the gold ban. Was it like 1930s? Yeah, but there were various
2: in... uh, all over the world uh, yeah. in well, India the... as well.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh really? Well, so the government basically uh, forces the uh, its citizens to give them their gold and. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if
2: if they if you want to um, flee uh, inflation, um, you cannot do it anymore because they they forbid it.
1: <laughs> this can actually happen with Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, it could be actually happening. Um, I don't think, or at least I don't hope, it will be done globally. But there sure be some countries uh, that will try to do that. I mean, as I said, the money printing machine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, it's going to be inflation everywhere. So what do you do? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm also curious to see how India will enforce the crypto ban. And I think their understanding of crypto is flawed. Um, maybe there hasn't been enough education, but it will definitely worsen the situation, driving crypto further underground. So um, as Delphine constantly mentions, um, if it doesn't happen legitimately, then it's, it's it will still happen somehow in one way or the other way. But uh, something I'm particularly excited about is the following news. Um, New Zealand fund manager puts 5% of retirement plan assets into Bitcoin. And the fund's chief investment officer stated, if you are happy to invest in gold, you can't really discount Bitcoin. And it's, uh, it reminds me of what I was planning to do, uh, taking out my pension fund in Estonia, which I collected past 15 years, maybe. Now I finally have the chance, everybody have the chance to take the second pillar out and to and invest or do whatever with it. And actually I wanted to put
0: it in Bitcoin. Uh, what about you Delphine, Markus? What would you do? Well, it seems like it's a bit of a trend. Remember, I think a few weeks ago we were talking about this um, Israeli pension fund that was also trying to get exposure to Bitcoin and you were mentioning that uh, in Estonia, I think a pension fund can actually invest in Bitcoin. Well, Tracker my, product, yeah. Yeah. On my side, I do think that it should be a choice, you know, left to uh, the individual. For instance, I know that on my side with my UK pension fund, they ask me which kind of strategy I want to have in place. So low risk, medium risk, high risk, and then I can choose which type of product I want them to invest uh, in for me. So I, I do think it should still be... As you know, Bitcoin is still quite volatile. I would tend to think that decision should be left to the individual, but it would be really good to have it as an option, like with my Swiss pension. Account. Yeah, I'm wondering. I would like to have it. That yeah, way. I wonder. Maybe is it already, or it's not an option even? I don't know. They never ask me about that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can only uh, talk about my pension fund, and uh, there you don't have any uh, choice at all. So they choose for you. <laughs> but a part of it, why not? I mean. Um, if you believe in security um, and investing uh, together, uh, it's a mirage anyway. Just have a look at the latest latest hedge fund uh, news. So you can never be sure anyway. So if it's a small percentage, w- why not?
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So people who joined a bit later after we did the first intro, then we have, uh, we're have we today joined by Markus Messler, who is lead cryptocurrency investigator at Zurich Cantonal Police um, cybercrime department. So if anyone has maybe questions uh, about um, cybercrime to him, then you're welcome to do so now. Uh, You can raise your hand and or maybe you just want to weigh in on any topic we covered on. Oh, we have a raised hand from Michael Sekler. Um, hi, Michael.
3: Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, hi, Michael.
0: For, hello, thanks for nice organizing to see this you. event.
3: Thank you. Yeah, It's a pleasure. Uh, I have a question. Um, maybe Marcus and yourself uh, can answer. Uh, do you know of any scams uh, at the moment that happen on the decentralized crypto exchanges? And what are they? How do they? uh try and trick honest customers that's my question
2: i mean we don't have any recent uh, scams here in the canton of zurich but it doesn't mean that they're not out there i mean there sure are um scams that they're trying to uh, pose as legitimate um, decentralized services but i mean if if it really is uh, properly programmed uh, and the decentralized service i don't see how um it could be a, a really good scam because you would then see it in the code that it's relevant uh, from the beginning but uh yeah as i said um services are trying to impersonate um as legitimate services that would be sure uh, the case yeah maybe uh shirley knows something about the
1: Yeah, I mean, based on, I mean, we don't have DEX yet. We just have decentralized wallet and other products. So, but I see it can happen also on a uh, decentralized exchange. The same way is when a person uh, has a technical issue and they just want to contact the support and they do it in a public group, not just, not by opening up a ticket, then uh, they are very easy victims for scammers. Um, They... The scammers can fake the real representative of the project or of the company and uh, or someone behind this uh, text and they can easily get their seed phrase or or seed phrase to any wallet and have access to the user's funds.
2: And TeamViewer is your friend.
3: Thanks. Uh, thanks for the input. Uh, the the one uh, scam I heard of is uh, uh, the, the 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 criminals are, are launching uh, actual tokens um, like ERC20 uh, tokens that have not been officially listed by their um, the companies that are actually behind them. So they uh, and and then obviously. Uh, people transfer things like ethereum to these tokens that are not the official uh, tokens that are still yet to be published so they send them
2: to to contract addresses that not belong to the actual contract the token
3: correct yes that's what i heard anyway thank thanks very much for for the opportunity i i I finished now
0: thank you for your question Uh, thank you michael See you next time.
1: And does anyone else have questions or wants to weigh in? Anyone from the audience or in our room? Pavel, do you have
0: any question maybe? Oh, we have one more? Yeah. From a uh hello. Hi there. Hi.
4: From Crypto Valley took, well, cool. a bit above took, <laughs> at Our the neighbor. nice lake of Oberregory, actually. It's a bit nicer. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, joke aside. We're uh, <laughs> in Switzerland. It's very minor detail. <laughs> uh, I have a question to Marcus, actually. It's something that happened quite big, but it was a short thing and was quickly, uh, how to say, addressed again. But I guess it was, uh, I'm not sure if it was Polkadot or Uniswap, while you were trying to go to the site itself on the desktop and then trying to swap and then suddenly they overlaid actually the same website and many got trapped for some hours or something. I don't know if you heard that. And uh, meanwhile, while you entered there, believing you're on Uniswap, uh, I guess uh, you get where I'm going. How do you deal with that as a specialist, I would say uh, Zurich based? and how is like the range just for me as an information how how switzerland on the police side is organizing since it is decentralized and we're talking global language and yet not uh how to say a local one like we had with banks and stuff like that like those all-day scams which are very modernized modernized in tech today <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. First of, <laughs> first of all,
2: no, no problem. First of all, I like the lake of Fobregary, so uh, very nice. <laughs> and uh, to, your question, <laughs> to your question, to your question, it's a good one. Uh, of course, very, very relevant uh, for not just for cryptocurrency crimes, but for cybercrime uh, as a whole. So, uh, in Swiss uh, criminal law, usually um, the jurisdiction is uh, is based on where the where the perpetrator is sitting, but of course, at the beginning um, of the investigation, you don't know where the criminal is sitting. So, uh, as in, uh yeah, you just take the the place of the uh, of the victim uh, where it happens to the victim, and
4: um, the, try to reconstruct them yeah, the way digitally. Yeah, and if you
2: then uh, investigate uh, the criminals, and let's say they are um,
4: uh, somewhere in
2: Germany or in the US, uh, then of course uh, you hand it over to those, uh, um, yeah, to those uh, officials there. But um, as long as you don't know, um, and uh, it's a Swiss citizen living in the Canton of Zurich, then um, it's our jurisdiction. We can investigate.
4: Okay, until to a certain point where you figure out somehow it's over the address of Switzerland. Somehow, and then you hand it over. Okay.
2: Yeah, but it can take a long time. So, um, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for example, if it's yourself. just uh, just about uh, recovering funds and, and things like that, um, we can do that from, from abroad as well. So, and we did that also uh, a few times already. So. Oh, okay. Um, but if it's so if it's really about the criminals, then we're
4: successful somehow or sometime.
2: Yes, and okay. it's okay. usually uh, not in Switzerland, but the, the funds are usually somewhere
4: else. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because i was really thinking uh, how hard it is i can just imagine i'm not a police guy <laughs> and especially today in tech where it's quite easy i mean i'm not a programmer but to understand the framework it's it's, it's quite easy actually to to run the scam quite quick especially on unused uh, users i would say especially in the crypto area so that was my part thank you marcus yeah you're welcome
1: thank you for your question uh, do we have anyone else in the audience um. Mm-hmm. Nope, okay. Um then thank you so much for joining us, Delphine and Marcus. Uh, it was very interesting, uh, very insightful. Oh, do Sh- we shall have, you have someone?
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh hi Mark.
2: Hi everyone. Thanks very much hi, for uh, having me on.
1: Thank you. Uh what uh, is your question?
2: Mark, I was just wondering at the at the start of your talk you recommended that uh, that people getting into cryptocurrency should have their their homework done, and uh, so my my question is is that uh, how do you know when you have your homework done? <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't really know when uh, when it's enough. You just realize when it hasn't been enough uh, <laughs> later on. But I mean, if you you don't have to to know and understand the Bitcoin protocol uh, on a protocol level, uh, like on the programming level. But at least, um, like, there's, for example, the Bitcoin, Certified Bitcoin Professional, I don't know if if you've heard about it. It's called Certified Bitcoin Professional, but it's, (laughs) when I took it, um, I think that those are basic questions everyone should be able to answer to uh, have a sure footing Um, in the field and isn't such an easy uh, victim. But um, of course, um, you just just don't know when it's enough. I mean, that's part of the game when you want to be your own bank. So it's your own responsibility then as well.
1: I think the number one uh, basic rule is uh, not your private key. If you don't hold your private keys, you don't hold your funds. Um, What we all constantly warn our community about is um, to be aware of um, people who are impersonating team members because it's very easy to just copy paste uh, your telegram profile Uh, they they just uh, maybe um, substitute i with uh, l so capital i with l or whatever they do such tricks so it's 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 very difficult to notice that it's not actually the real user and username and uh, normally, the real representatives of a project... Uh, and also, uh, we advise people to be aware of scams, asking to deposit money on their account, because we constantly have on our socials fake uh, Vela's accounts. Um, very, Also very easy to copy-paste everything from a real account and make a, make an impersonator account. They start commenting under our official posts to uh, to people send deposit money uh, to some Bitcoin addresses or Ethereum addresses, and we are like constantly deleting them uh, every day. But they're it seems like they're bots sometimes because they just come after deleting, and it's um, they are like the most hardworking people in crypto, like we we like to say, the scammers and. Um, And uh, basically, these are the guidelines and um, basically, there is also like uh, option to report if something suspicious uh, you think something suspicious like someone is impersonating, uh, you can report it in Telegram and uh, you can also report it to the real admins. Um, So in specific project uh, channel or group, there are each uh, representative has title next to their name. So, you should always check if this uh, user actually has an admin title next to their name. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, these are the
0: basics. From a compliance point of view, what I would recommend is like really first, I would read the white paper and look how it is written. You can easily see like the way people are writing. You can see when it's a serious project and when it's like a completely bullshit project. And we like, you know, look at the team member behind it, make research about that, Google their name, look on LinkedIn if they exist, look if people are talking about them. And that's really basic due diligence, right? And then, you know, look at the veracity of what they are saying. Do you think it's plausible? Do you think they're actually solving a problem? And like just Google the name of the project. you probably find a lot of information if it's a real project. And generally, you know, you can also check on forums and things like that, what people are, are saying about it. Uh, but just like, just names checking and just check the names of the, the people behind it and read the white paper. I and mean, that would be my uh, recommendation. But it's my, that's my personal view, right? So. Also, definitely review
1: exchanges. Don't go to some exchange just because it has maybe a better rate. Uh, like you can use CoinMarketCap to check what are the top exchanges, and these are most probably our safest bet.
2: Great. Thanks very much. Really enjoyed the talk today.
1: All right. Thank you. Do, Thank you. Does anyone else have additional questions or remarks? Uh, nope. <laughs> well, you can always contact us on LinkedIn um, as well. Marcus is there, I believe. Yeah, Marcus yep. is there. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, thank you so much. And this is it for today. And for bigger selection and more in-depth blockchain news, uh, tune uh, visit velas.com slash digest and tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. CET for the Velas Weekly Blockchain Digest here on Clubhouse. And I want to thank my co-host, Delphine and today's special guest for joining. My name is Sirle Walke, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Shirley. And thank you, Marcus, for joining us today. It was a great episode. I think we, it was really cool to have you. So thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you, too, Delphine, Charlie, and uh, everyone else. Have a great evening.
0: Bye. Thank you. Thank bye, you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.